The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, this coming May 25th to the 27th, I'm going to be the Master of Ceremonies at the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo, being held at the International Center, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, visit their website at www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. You know, Exxon Nation, there's been a lot of talk about the Mayan Long Calendar and what is going to happen on December the 21st, 2012. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's strange because are you aware of the equally ancient prophecy of the popes and the biblical book of Revelations? All three prophecies are converging in their end stages. And this is according to our guest this hour, fraud strategist Eric Giles, who, um, who has been digging through the numbers and has found a disturbing pattern. Joining me now is Eric. Eric, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tell me about this this pattern that you found. Well, basically, um, because I kept hearing about the Mayan calendar stuff, I started uh, digging into everything that I could find about mm. various worldwide prophecies, uh, thinking that, you know, if one of them was true, perhaps others could have somehow identified the same information. So I looked at uh, Revelation. Uh, I learned about one called the Prophecy of the Popes, which was written uh by St. Malachi about a thousand years ago. And I also recently learned of another one uh, that was uh, drafted by Israel's top rabbi a few years ago. Uh, what I found is, is all four of these prophecies are saying that the end times or the return of the Messiah is very near. Mm-hmm. And what I found that was uh, shocking and led me to write this book 
is that you can draw a almost perfectly straight line uh, across the curved surface of the globe, uh, starting in Jerusalem, and then it goes through a place in Greece called Delphi, uh, which is where the Oracle of Delphi was located. It crosses the Vatican, and then finally all the way across uh, France, across the ocean, and it intersects with the Mayan temple called Tikal, uh, which was their most important temple and the center of their civilization. Uh, this line goes about 7,000 miles and is within a degree of uh, perfectly straight. So so what do you think the significance is? Could it just be coincidence, or is there much more to it than that? Well, one of the first things I thought, because... Uh, you know, my job is um, to find patterns mm-hmm. in large data sets, and it's important that you can, you know, filter out coincidences. Uh, so I would have ignored it, except I found a total of six lines that all have similar characteristics uh, that cross the globe, and every one of these lines crosses through the Oracle of Delphi uh, in south-central Greece. Now, Delphi in south-central Greece is where the original Olympic Games were held. Uh, The Greeks foretold the future there. And there was a god by the name of Apollyon uh, that we know him as Apollo, who was also uh, worshipped there. Apollo, or Apollyon, was mentioned in Revelation 9-11. All right, what Uh, we're going to do is we're going to take a break here. I've got to take my commercial. Please stand by. Exodus Nation, uh, Eric Giles is our... Is it Giles or Jill's? It's uh, Giles. Giles, all right. Eric Giles is our special guest this hour, Exonation. We're talking about the um, the hard evidence that points to end times. www.3prophecies.com is his website. And I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as Eric Giles and I continue talking about the end times here in the Exxon. Don't go away. Nation Eric Giles is our special guest. Uh, he's the um, he's the author of Antichrist Antichrist Code Broken: The Apollyon Intercepts. His website is www.3prophecies.com. Eric, why do you believe uh, Revelation nine eleven is a reference to the nine eleven terror attacks? Well, uh, let me start by saying that I could hardly believe it myself uh, until I started digging in. So mm-hmm. I would ask your listeners to suspend disbelief. For just a few minutes uh, until you hear everything that I've uncovered. All right. Um, essentially, in Revelation 9:11, it says, "And they had a king over them, and his name was Apollyon uh, in the Greek tongue, or Abaddon 
in Hebrew, and he was the angel of the bottomless pit. And Apollyon actually means the destroyer uh, in Greek. And we know him as Apollo. That's what the American uh, space program, the Apollo rockets program, uh, was named after. He was the Greek god of war. So if you proceed from Delphi uh, in Greece, which is the main place where Apollyon was worshipped, and there's a temple there, and there's also the Oracle of Delphi, which was renowned for you know fortune-telling and predicting the future. Uh, you cross the ocean again, like we did with the uh, first uh, line that I mentioned. But here we cross the ocean, cross through France. You come all the way across the Atlantic uh, to New York, and this line crosses the World Trade Center and then continues to the Pentagon uh, perfectly straight and then keeps on going and reaches New Orleans uh, in Louisiana, which was destroyed uh, by Hurricane Katrina. And so this line, again, it's about 6,000 miles long, and just like the previous one that I mentioned, it goes through Delphi in Greece, and this one where um, Apollyon was worshipped in Delphi and mentioned in Revelation 9-11, it cuts through both targets from 9-11 and strikes New Orleans. Now, I'm sure that a lot of your listeners also are familiar with Dan Brown and the Da Vinci Code, and one of the things that he popularized in the Da Vinci Code was a mathematical formula called the Golden Ratio. Essentially, the Golden Ratio, or the Divine Constant, it's found everywhere in nature. Uh, so, for example, your total height versus the height from your uh, feet to your belly button is the Golden Ratio. And you can find it in flowers and insects and a lot of different things. Um, if you take the total number of victims from the 9-11 attacks and Hurricane Katrina, mm -hmm. you add them together, and then you ratio that over just the number of victims uh, from 9-11, you get the golden ratio. If you then take the victims from 9-11 and ratio that directly over just the victims of Katrina, you get the golden ratio again, which um, it's known as the divine constant. And what bothers me is that these all connect to Revelation, which you know, which is an end times prophecy, mm -hmm. and goes through Delphi. And then we have that other line that runs through Delphi to Jerusalem, to the Vatican, and finally to the Mayan Temple. So there's two of those, both of them associated with end times, both thousands of miles long, nearly perfectly straight, and they have mathematical and scriptural confirmations. So if, if that's true then, what is the significance of the 9-11 in Revelation? Well, the thing about 9-11 in Revelation is just before they mentioned Apollyon, mm -hmm. uh, a fifth angel in Revelation sounds his trumpet. And when he sounds his trumpet, then, Apoll then there's the mention of Apollyon, there's a total of seven angels in Revelation, and after the seventh, uh, that's it. Uh, you get the Messiah. And right after the fifth angel, we have the sixth angel who blows his trumpet, and then that trumpet, and as it says in the Bible, it says, release the four angels that are bound at the great river Euphrates. Right after 9-11, um, as we know, uh, the American army... Uh, went into Iraq and removed uh, Saddam Hussein mm -hmm. from power. And the Euphrates, it goes right through Iraq, right? And so 
can that be interpreted then as the sixth angel uh, with the four angels that have been you know released at the great river Euphrates? And so if that's the case, here we have 9-11 connected to, you know, the 9-11 terror attacks connected to Revelation 9-11, all connected to Greece, from the same spot. Uh, and then from that spot, you have three other prophecies that are on another direct line through that exact same spot. It's, uh, in my opinion, as a mathematician who, you know, my job is to find literally ten frauds in a million transactions, and these transactions can have upwards of 20 or 30 variables. Um, so I, I've been doing that job for 18 years. I know the difference between a coincidence and a pattern. And I'm telling you guys, uh, from a professional standpoint, from a non-religious uh, standpoint, so I'm looking strictly at the numbers and the facts, that I do not believe this to be a coincidence. You said before that Apollo was the Greek god of war? Yes. I can't find that anywhere. I, I've known Apollo as the god of music, poetry, plague, oracles, sun, medicine, light, and knowledge, but never war. Where did you find that out? Uh, let's see. If you give me a few minutes, I can find that. I don't. Have, I don't know that off the top mm. of my head. Okay. So let's get let's get back to your let's get back to your theory here. Okay. Do you have any? Like this sounds like it's. Well, when we look at the Bible, we know for you know we know that there are certain things in the Bible that are true. There are certain things that are false. We know the same thing when it comes to Greek mythology. We're talking about philosophies. We're talking about things that were written thousands of years ago. So how can we yeah. take anything verbatim that was written way back when and say, okay, wow, look at this. It, it makes sense. Look, it fits into this prophecy. Right. How do we how do we make that leap of you know taking the facts and saying that, you know, here is the definite conclusion. I mean, I think that's kind of the question that you ask. Well, for one thing, we, know, we don't know for a fact that anything in Greek mythology and the Bible were facts. They're suppositions. Right. We don't have, we do not have direct observational evidence from our own experience to prove these things to be true. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. So how can we take what was written that cannot be verified and apply it to something that has happened and say, look, there's a, it, it works. It's, it's part of the prophecy. <laughs> that is a really good question. And I would actually say, uh, in my humble opinion, that's the $64,000 question. Uh, and that's why when I wrote this book, mm -hmm. I mean, I've put my own theories out there as to, you know, my belief that these things are not coincidences. However, I really believe, after going through this whole exercise, and I sat down and I thought about it, I really believe that it's up to each individual listener or reader to really take a look at it and come to their own conclusion. Uh, I think it's really impossible, I think, for me to like, you know, convince somebody as to what I think the truth is, because I can take this data and interpret it one way mm -hmm. or another way. Right. But, as far as another person is concerned, I don't know. And so what I'm saying is review the data. I've got all the data on my site, so you don't have to buy my book. Uh, review the data and come to your own uh, conclusion, what you really think it means. All right, tell me about the prophecy of the popes. The prophecy of the popes, um, this one has its detractors, and ha having read it myself, I understand the detractors. And I, this is the one, I think, out of the four that I feel might be the weakest. Uh, but... Some people claim that it's 
predicted 111 consecutive popes uh, since it was written about a thousand years ago. So St. Malachy wrote a series of short phrases or paragraphs about all of the following popes, and he said that Pope number 112, or the 112th after uh, when he wrote it a thousand years ago, would be called Peter the Roman, and his reign would end with the destruction of Rome. Well, right now, number 111 from his prophecy, and I think he's like the 265th overall, but he's number 111 in the prophecy, uh, is Pope, uh, Pope Benedict, and the prediction for him was the glory of the olives. And the, uh, the order of uh, St. Benedict has olives in its, uh, I think, in its crest or its uh, symbol. So that was why they said, okay, it's correct with Pope Benedict. Um, I thought that one could be construed as a little bit of a stretch. Sure. Uh, now, now, who are the they that you talked about a, a second ago that they said, okay, it looks like the prophecy is correct? Oh, I would say that the people that support and believe in the prophecy. So a lot of people think that it's dead on. Mm-hmm. This one I'm kind of on the fence about. The one that I thought was particularly strong, though, is that it predicted Pope number 110 as the labor of the sun and the moon. That was the phrase that they used, or that St. Malachi used. And Pope John Paul uh, was number 110, and he was born on the day of a solar eclipse, and he died on the day of a solar eclipse. So that phrase of the labor of the sun and the moon, uh, I think, really was on the money for him. And what bothers me is that there's one more pope in this prophecy, mm-hmm. and we have one more year, according to the Mayans, and they again, they match up on that straight line through Delphi, right, uh, which is Revelation 9-11 that says we have one more uh, angel. And then if you continue across Delphi into Jerusalem, you get to a very recent, recently written prophecy by uh, Rabbi uh, Yitzhak Kaduri, who said in 2006 that he had met the Messiah and that the Messiah was already in Israel and that he would show himself uh, shortly after Ariel Sharon died. And right now, Sharon is in a coma. So we have all four of these prophecies all in the final stages. But but, come on, come on. We've been hearing the second coming of Christ for for ages (laughs) now. So why should we take this rabbi who says he's met him, seriously? Uh, I have the exact same question. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you that um, I'm merely presenting uh, the facts and the prophecies as they're written uh, and showing, you know, how they're connected on a map Mm -hmm. and how I don't believe that they're a coincidence and that they're all running out of time. All right, stand by. But, Speaking about running out of time, I've run out of time for this segment. We have to take a news break here. Exonation, uh, Eric Giles is our special guest. www.3prophecies.com. The name of his book is Antichrist Code Broken, The Apollyon Intercepts. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. Never been much on religion, but I-
You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network. UK High Definition Radio. Euro High Definition Radio. And Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxoneradiotv.com Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Eric Giles is our special guest. He's the author of Antichrist Code Broken, The Apollyon Intercepts. His website is www.3prophecies.com. Let's get back to this rabbi who claims that he met Jesus and that Jesus said he's going to make himself known after the death of uh, of a very important um, political figure in, in Israel. And, and how do we know this guy is on the level? How do we know that this isn't just somebody else trying to grab their 15 minutes of fame? <laughs> well, uh, as far as Rabbi Kaduri is concerned, um, he lived to be 108 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think 15 minutes matters to him at all. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, he passed. Yeah, he passed away, and he asked for his prophecy to be read a year after he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think he passed away in 05. Um, it was read in 06. And uh, Kaduri was... I mean, to, to put it simply, he was a rabbi's rabbi. When other rabbis needed advice, they went to him. Uh, and he was said to have performed a number of miracles. I mean, there was nobody in Israel that uh, you could make an argument was senior to him. So, you know, he was, if you want to say Israel's equivalent to the Pope, you might even say that, even though it's a completely different religion and structure. Right. But that was their top guy, and he said it. And so when I say these things are not a coincidence, I'm saying how does how could anybody possibly coordinate these four prophecies together to be winding down together across thousands of years, thousands of miles, different languages, and line up perfectly straight on a map, including mathematical measurements like the golden ratio, the only one who could have done all this and coordinated simultaneously is God. And in my opinion, it proves the existence of God. 
How does this prove your existence of God? Uh, you've, you've got me stumbled here. <laughs> well, in my opinion, if you take a look at this data, yeah. and you look at how these things are winding down, mm-hmm. there's really two ways to look at it. Either it's the wildest coincidence you've ever heard of, like somebody winning the Powerball five times in a row, yeah. or these events are coordinated together. And if they are coordinated together, um, who could coordinate Rabbi Kaduri with the Mayan long count from 3,000 years ago? Who could coordinate the Mayan long count with St. Malachi from the year 1100? Who could coordinate the number of victims from 9-11 and Hurricane Katrina and connect that to Apollyon of Revelation 9-11? Furthermore, the Pentagon was obviously one of the targets on 9-11. Mm-hmm. If you take a long side of the Pentagon and divide it by the short side, so if you cut across the figure of the Pentagon, uh, you get the golden ratio again. So the golden ratio appears in the Pentagon shape, in the victim counts, in a straight line from Delphi, which in turn connects with the four prophecies that I mentioned. No way is this a coincidence. I'm not buying it, and there's no human being that could have done this. Mm-hmm. So if a human didn't do it, it has to be God. That's what I think. Okay, now I've got a question or two for you. When you say sure. you draw a straight line from Delphi to New York City, right? Mm-hmm. From New York City, you draw. do you continue that straight line? Yes. And where does that straight line take you? To Washington and then to New Orleans. And when I say straight line, remember that this has to be over the curved surface of the globe. So you need to, you know, forget about flat maps. We're using Google Earth here, and that's not working at all. I disagree with that. Um, No, we've got got two producers. We've got two producers and a research analyst who are doing it right now, and it's it's not matching what you're saying. I completely absolutely etched in stone disagree with that statement you guys are wrong it's i don't know either, what you're doing but you're not doing it right we have a straight line from delphi greece to new york city if you continue that straight line you do not go near washington uh i'd have to see the software because i can it's google earth send you, it's, it's google earth i can send you a screenshot of my results well I, um, you know you I, all at, i'm doing is i'm telling you that um with what we're using Okay, it it takes you into West Virginia, it takes you into Pennsylvania, it takes you into Connecticut, Massachusetts. It doesn't touch the District of Columbia. Um, I would respond to that by saying, if I were in your studio, I could show you. But take a look at my um, website, threeprophecies.com. Now, here's something to consider, though. Okay. If you if you automatically draw the line using the software as it runs. Mm-hmm. It can it can select a different route, and by that I mean, but, like if you think of a basketball, how it, a basketball but is, has but lines. Isn't it, but isn't a straight line a straight line? No, but listen listen to what I'm saying. It's a straight line over the curved surface of a round object. Okay. So, for example, think of a basketball and how that has straight lines all around its circumference. Right? Okay. You can go from one side of the ball to the other on any of those lines, okay? So depending on how the software defaulted, I see. it can select... I, yeah. see, I see what you're what you're saying now. Okay. All right. Believe you me, this is correct, <laughs> or I wouldn't have written this book. 
So I don't know how you've got it, but pull up 3prophecies.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, you know you know what? No, no disrespect. But artwork can be manipulated any way the author wants it to be done. True. So, you know, this is True. why we like to do things independently. Yes. All right, so is there any relation to this line and established ley lines? That's a really, really good question. And I did run across mentions of ley lines, and I do have a couple of books on the subject mm -hmm. uh, for those ley lines that cross all through Europe. So I know there's literally dozens of them uh, connecting various different places. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm not an expert on how those were created. Um, I do know that, like, I found the, the four Viking forts that are on a straight line uh, from Delphi, and I'm aware that that's also considered a ley line. So the uh, Viking forts that were made in uh, Denmark, and they're about 1,000 miles from Delphi, mm -hmm. that's another four points along a straight line uh, from Delphi, and that one could be considered a ley line. Oh, interesting. So what do you think all this means? You say it's got to, you believe it has something to do with God. How do you get to that conclusion? Well, I got to that conclusion basically by saying to myself, um, I don't see another good explanation, because I do think that uh, the coordinating of these events um, is impossible for human beings. Now, that being said, are the prophecies correct? Does this really mean that the world's going to end on December 21st or whatever? And I'm almost like you. So, like, when you challenge me like this, mm -hmm. it's kind of funny to me because I've been challenging myself in the same way for the past eight months. Uh, I'm personally not calling for the end of the world because I've received no prophetic information that says we're at the end of the world. What I've done is, is I've analyzed the available information mathematically and scripturally, uh, and I've presented it for other people to interpret. So, you know, mm -hmm. one analogy that I would use is like, you know, if you think of a forest fire, right? Yeah. I'm saying that, you know, the ground is dry, there are um, leaves and pine needles on the ground, and it's dry, and it's a hot day in the middle of the summer. But does that mean the forest is going to catch on fire? I mean, I don't know. But I would say buy your fire insurance. So when it comes to the Mayan calendar prophecy, I've been down to, to Mexico. I've spoke with the Mayans. I've spoken to members of their, their uh, religious philosophies. And nowhere do the Mayans ever say that the end of the round calendar is the end of the world. So how can right. we take anything serious that, that we, we trace it back to Terence McKenna? And he's the guy who started this, uh, this hoopla about the end of the Mayan calendar. You know, and yeah. Terence McKenna was a, was a was a was an avid use, abuser of uh, of narcotics. DMT. You know, so <laughs> you know, so how can we take anything serious? And yet, there are so many morons out there who are believing this crap in the end of the world. What does this tell us well, about society? One one way to interpret uh, the Mayan calendar is, you know, to basically say it's the end of an age, right? So the sun passes between the Earth and our view of the center of the galaxy, and that only happens once every 5,000 years. All right, but that so doesn't mean can, that it's the end of the world, and you've got all these morons who are talking about end-time prophecies, you know, you know, the the second coming of Christ. It seems like everybody's getting onto a boat that has no oars, that has no motor, that is just going with the tide. Well, 
I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and argue with, that the world is gonna end because mm-hmm. I'm not carrying that sign around. I am saying though that the the data that I've presented here, it's all uh, factual information as presented by other people. Now, okay, hold on outside, here. Let, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The information yeah. as presented by other people. What research did you do on your own to substantiate and to collaborate the information in your book? Well, uh, I haven't seen anyone else who um, has connected these six different lines that all go through Delphi, for example. Um, I haven't seen anyone else that has connected that with Scripture. I haven't seen anyone else that, for example, calculated the golden ratio as it exists on the 9-11 line. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, Okay, so I see that you've done uh, some homework. What happens on December the 22nd? Nothing has changed. What does this mean about your research? Um, well, as I, as I stated, I'm not saying the world ends on December 22nd. So what are I you saying? Th- what? what are you saying? I'm saying that these four prophecies, if they are correct, appear mm-hmm. to be winding down and appear to be correlated. They can furthermore be connected by mathematical and geographic evidence. And I challenge readers and listeners to have their own interpretation. So... I think it means something, but what I think it means, now we're getting into a subjective, interpretive place where I'm definitely um, smart enough not to tell a guy like you, for example, <laughs> exactly what it means. But, I mean, but, I think I know you, what it but means. But you wrote but, a book. You wrote a book. Yes. And you want people to buy this book. And you're saying, well, just read it and come up to your own conclusion. Yes. So That's why exactly did, what why, why did you write it then? Uh, to present the evidence, to challenge readers and listeners to uh, consider it on their own. But how can you decide. expect somebody to be challenged when you're not giving them your thoughts? You don't. Are you telling me that this information that I've shown you does not challenge you in any way? No, because I don't believe it. Okay. We've done our and, own and map. I'm not gonna... We've done our own map check, and you're about sixty miles off of Washington. I said, um, if, you, if you actually read what I've said mm-hmm. about the um, prophecy, I've said that it's less than, like, less than a degree. And so when we're considering distances of 7,000 miles... 5,694. Um, Go on. What? It's under 6,000 miles. Which one? From Delphi to New York. Okay, Delphi to New Orleans is about 6,000 miles. Right. Okay, to New Orleans. And that's the, that's the line that I'm talking about. And so when we go on a distance that far, if we're off by 60 miles, and I know that it's not exact, and I mean, if we're going to say exact uh, within, within zero degrees uh, and not believe anything else, I mean, yeah. you know, that's your prerogative. But it's less than a degree. Okay, so... As I've seen so many times before, you can actually fit a prophecy into a situation if you want to. Sure. Okay. All right. Now, yeah, you can fit. You can fit a prophecy to fit a situation. What I'm saying is, four prophecies are connected by a seven thousand mile line mm-hmm. uh, that all appear to be coming to their final stages. I didn't fit those lines. I didn't fit those locations. And I certainly didn't 
orchestrate the number of dead people on 9-11 and Katrina, nor did I encode the golden ratio. All right, we've got to take a commercial break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. (laughs) 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Our guest this hour is Eric Giles. His website is www.3prophecies.com. He's the author of Antichrist Code Broken, The Apollyon Intercepts. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Eric Giles is our guest explanation. He's the author of Antichrist, Antichrist Code Broken, Napoleon Intercepts, www.3prophecies.com. How did you come across the title Antichrist Code Broken? Well, um, I know that, that the, the Antichrist is a very um, interesting subject uh, to a lot of people. And you might argue that, um, you know, in Revelation, uh, one of the appearing people is the Antichrist, and given the destruction of uh, New York, mm-hmm. or the destruction of the World Trade Center, the destruction of uh, the Pentagon and New Orleans, and that Apollyon is also called the Destroyer, um, he might be a good candidate for the Antichrist. He could be a candidate, or is he, he could the be. Antichrist? So, so I what, don't know. So what is the Antichrist code that was broken? Well, I believe that, um, and I don't have this map up on my site, but I can mm-hmm. put it up for you and your listeners. Um, I believe that the ten lines, there's a total of six lines that go through Delphi, and it's ten if you count uh, you count both mm-hmm. sides of it. So some of them end in Delphi and some of them don't. Um, I believe that if the Antichrist returns, or if the Antichrist shows up, I should say, that there's a pretty good chance he shows up in Delphi. Uh, where all these lines cut through, and I think he may show up and take credit for all of these things. So I'm sure that given the nature of your show, that your listeners are aware of a place called Angkor Wat in Cambodia mm-hmm. and another place called Machu Picchu in um, Peru. Peru yeah. You can draw another line from there through Delphi to those two places. That line's about 12,000 miles. And there's four, there's three other ones I haven't mentioned yet. Uh, and again, all these ancient megalithic sites all cut through this very place. Now, to play devil's advocate, and by the way, if I come on your show again, I'm bringing F. Lee Bailey or Johnny Cochran or somebody, because you missed your calling. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
essentially all three of these, all six of these lines, they cut through Delphi. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to show up and claim uh, responsibility for it. And the lines are within a degree. Uh, some of them are about a degree and a half of perfect uh, over the course of the globe. And you do have to watch for the software defaults on Google Earth. All right, let me ask you this. What, what, what about, uh, yeah. what about um, Stonehenge? Where does this play into the big picture of things? Yes, here we have uh, Stonehenge, um, a drawing, a line from there to Delphi, crosses Delphi and goes straight to Mecca. That line, I mean, let me open my book here. Right, we, um, we've got about 20 seconds. Oh, sure. So just, just, give me a, just give me a rough idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, those two places are connected uh, within a degree of perfectly straight. The same with, you know, Machu Picchu and Nazca. And then we have another one from the Great Pyramid to Delphi to the New Grange Tomb in Ireland, which is a thousand years older than Stonehenge. Eric, I hate to do this, but we're running out. Of, we've run out of time. I want to thank you ever so much for coming on the show. I love the way you've uh, defended yourself. So uh, <laughs> look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Exxon. Until then, take care, my friend. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye now. Exonation, Eric Giles has been my guest on the hot seat, I might add. His calculations were off. We've had this verified, and the straight line from Delphi to New York City through Washington through uh, to New Orleans must be done by the same person who came up with the magic bullet theory with JFK. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away.